0: Welcome to He
1: Said Red Set, where Red is Vicki Fitch, serial entrepreneur, direct sales expert, business coach, and provider of Fitch Slaps. It's also where Red is always right. To introduce this week's He, here's Vicki Fitch. He Said Red Set! He
0: Said Red Set! Hey everybody, Vicky Fitch here, your Direct Cells Expert, coming to you live from sunny Southern California. Now you know I'm also the host of He Said Red Said, where red is always right. So today, you guys, I know I've been gone for a few weeks. Thank you so much for your patience, and I am still recovering from strep throat, bronchitis, and laryngitis, if you can believe that. So I do have a few coughing fits. So I may have to let my guest today take over the broadcast, and that will really give you an indication of whether or not he's got what it takes to be the new he. So I'm gonna just introduce him in my own special way today and let you guys know you probably have seen some of the posts that we've sent out and uh, kind of introduced you a little bit to him. But some things you may not know about Angus um, is that first of all, he's an identical twin. He's an author, a speaker, a travel blogger, and I'd say he's very unconventional with some of the things he does. We're going to talk a little bit about that stuff today, along with, um, you know, his speaking engagements with a lot of power players like Coke and Walmart. I mean, he's got a resume that's pretty long and like, it's it's kind of impressive, so we don't want to head let his head swell, so we're just going to kind of skip over that stuff and let him dive right in. And I want you, I want to introduce you guys to Mr. Angus Nelson. So welcome him. I know he can't hear you guys, but I know you're clapping away. Welcome to the broadcast, Angus. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much. It's great to be here, and I appreciate you trying to swell my head. But well, I,
0: you know, I men tend to have that a little. They got. And we we just don't want it to pop on camera because honestly that's just not attractive.
1: Well, I don't really do that so much. I have <laughs> kind of I've, I've discovered that um, humility comes uh, pretty easily after you've had the rug yanked out from under you a number of times. <laughs> and in my space, uh, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, you know, there's a lot of ego, there's a lot of narcissism, there's a lot of uh, just. Not such healthy uh, motivation for why we do what we do. Right. And um, I discovered that instead, like, I can just be happy being me and comfortable with my own skin. So I don't really swell my head too much when I get accolades. And if anything, it actually makes me kind of uncomfortable.
0: Oh, well, we'll try not to make you uncomfortable. There's a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, um, first of all, those of you guys that are here um, listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you haven't uh, ever seen an sh- episode live, or even if you have, you probably want to dial in and check out episode 66 of He Said, Red Said with Mr. Angus Nelson. You guys can see that at facebook.com slash Fitch 1. You can see it on my uh, website at uh, VickyFitch.com. Go to the Vicki Fitch Live page. Uh, we'll also have it on YouTube. So there'll be a lot of places. Places for you to check it out and see, uh, this, this, uh, very, this non-swelled head that Angus has uh, brought to the game today. So uh, I want to say hi to some of the guests we have here live. I got Mr. Dave Gonzalez in the house. Mo is in the coach. Mo's in the house. is here. Uh, I appreciate that. Dave says, by the way, that if you become the new he, Angus, that you have to buy everyone donuts. I just want you to know that. That's, you know, that's that, that's that's his requirement. That sounds up. like
1: a lot of donuts.
0: It's It should be, yeah. It is a lot <laughs> of donuts. Like, maybe you have to get a sponsor with, like, Dunkin' Donuts or maybe, like, with Krispy Kreme and, you know, see if they'll take care of it for you. See, we'll see if you can step up your game, brother.
1: What, what's your favorite donut, by the way?
0: I have to Total say... Seven. I never understood before why Krispy Kremes were so great, but they literally—I could eat a box. I seriously could eat a box. They just totally melt in your mouth. It's kind of yeah, it's not. Good.
1: And and you know, they melt in your mouth if you get them
0: fresh. Right, fresh has to be fresh or if you pop them in the if you nuke them in the microwave they kind of get back to that but yeah if they're not fresh i just don't like i don't have the desire for them if they're not fresh if they're fresh it's like oh lord help me like you better watch out because that box could seriously be gone and i would go oh what happened like where'd they go
1: (laughs) I mean, simple simple glazed or anything that's got custard in it like oh when i was a kid chalk
0: do you remember chocolate uh, a chocolate cream it was just chocolate cream. Yeah. It was yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts. I love that. Now that I try them, I'm like, it's really just whipped cream like with some cocoa powder. It doesn't even have any flavor. Like what was my infatuation <laughs> with this donut? I don't even know. It didn't even have good
1: flavor. That's awesome. Right? It's just, you
0: know, those kind of crazy things. So let's talk a little bit. Um, well, first of all, for those of you guys who are new to the podcast or new to the broadcast, uh, we got to remind you that in this broadcast, we have two hashtags, right? Red is always right. That'd be me, the redhead. Again, if you guys haven't seen the broadcast, you'll have to check out episode 66 with Mr. Angus Nelson. But the other one is someone's going to get fitch slapped. And so if you don't know what a fitch slap is, let me tell you, a fitch slap is a public service. Okay. It only comes out when necessary. It's always done in love and it's used to redirect the course of someone who's gone astray. So as long as you don't go astray, Angus, we should be fine. Otherwise, boom. I'll have to take you out, brother. Yeah, so, so much pressure. It is pressure. Like, like if you can't handle this pressure already, then you you know, come on, man. The he has to have he's gotta support the show somehow. I can't all hold right. it all on my own shoulders.
1: All right, well, bring it. Let's get oh. started. Oh,
0: look at him already trying to control my show. Look at him go. Okay. You guys here that are here, do me a favor and share out the broadcast. Click that little share button, send the share out, let people know. Cause again, we got to get people voting. We got to find out if they like this guy, you know, is he like a, did we like totally blow it? Cause I want you to know, Mr. Brian Kramer is the one, as a matter of fact, somebody type in, if you're friends with Brian Kramer, type his name in that box. He should get his butt in here. He's the one that said, Vicki, you need Angus Nelson as your new heat. He's the one that said that to me. And I was like, okay, Brian, I'll have the man on. I mean, if Brian Kramer tells you, you got to talk to somebody, you just got to talk to him.
1: I I like your impersonation of Brian. That's really
0: good. Is it good? Right.
1: (laughs) I do impersonations of my wife when I'm like kind of trying to mock her and stuff. She's like, I don't really sound like that. I'm like, I know you don't sound like that, but it sounds so fun to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a typical man,
0: right? You guys do that kind of stuff.
1: Gosh, you're
0: you're trouble, right? Brutal. Miss Barb Tomlin's in the house. Welcome, Barb. Appreciate you being here. We're really excited to have you guys here. And um, again, share the broadcast out. And if you do know Brian Kramer, tag him or Courtney Kramer or Mia Voss even, because we can get all those guys and they'll get Mm -hmm. each other in here. Tag them in that broadcast to make sure they get in here. So let's just talk about, like, I always have a question of the day, Angus. So your question of the day is a little bit different, but when I've realized that you're an identical twin, so everybody's got an identical twin story like like one of those stories where you guys trick people who was who and that kind of stuff so we want to hear your best one
1: right now lay it on us the best one um
0: By, by the way brian kramer bk just showed up he's in the house hey BK. Up, BK?
1: hey if i want to share this how do i share this i don't even know how to share. if you're
0: on facebook or if you're on facebook.com vicky fitch one then you go inside and then there's a share button at the bottom you can hit share i'm
1: gonna have to, gonna have to go in there and do it right okay so so um i'm not gonna uh, multitask here so your best uh twin Story, I'm going to say it was actually South by Southwest about five years ago. Okay. Uh, So my brother and I came into the tech space through a completely different uh, perspective. So my brother, he left uh, Wisconsin, had aspirations to go west, young man. He ended up in the Bay Area. He did a startup called User Voice and then rolled off of that into uh, Salesforce, became the director of social uh, media. Uh, at at, uh, Salesforce, and as a result, knew a lot of the influencers in the space, uh, working for a large company, had a big expense account. Myself, I went through uh, the means of daddy blogging, and um, I had run a non-profit, it was 2009-ish. And uh, we ended up closing uh, the nonprofit that I was at. And I actually came home to be with the kids for the next few years. So now, what are we at? Maybe 2011, 2012, I think it was. And uh, we had a daddy blogging conference in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest. During the day, I went to all the daddy blogging events. But at the night, I said to my brother, hey, I'm staying with you. He's at the W downtown Austin. I'm sleeping at his place. And he dragged me to all the tech events. And of course, he knew all the... You know the big names or whatever, and he would point to someone and say, "That's so <laughs> and so from such and such, and they're a hugger or a shaker," and <laughs> and
0: hashtag that hugger. Or shaker got it exactly.
1: There you go, and uh, that's how I knew or got to meet so many people in the space. Is everything like my former uh, colleague Jeremiah Ao Yang to uh, Brian Salas to uh, Loic uh, to uh, Ben Her- uh, Ben Parr to I mean, go down the list. Um, Chris Brogan actually spoiled it because he he walked up just as we were kind <laughs> of trying to trick him, uh-huh. um, and. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, gosh, a whole bunch of people. Um, And that started it. So a year later, Jeremiah Aoyang was starting this company called Crowd Companies. And I asked him if he needed some help. He gave me a shot. And that was all as a result of us spending all of South by Southwest pranking people. Two years later, we're back at South by Southwest and uh, we have this hashtag full Nelson. So (laughs) if you ran into the Nelson twins at South by Southwest, we would take a picture with you in the middle of us and we would be bookends uh, to you and your photo and we we would hashtag that full Nelson. So oh
0: my gosh i love it yeah. what a great story and so you know you could so did so gary v did believe it or didn't chris brogan caught you but gary v believed it or didn't believe it
1: oh so he was like hey man da, da, da. and you know so we would chat for like four or five minutes and then my brother would walk up and that was our shtick <laughs> and he would either tap them on the shoulder or he'd walk right up behind me and they'd be like what the what the what and, uh, so yeah, that was kind of his reaction as well. It's was like, what the, and of course, you know, you- out came the explicatives. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Ex- Gary expletive. is known for his
0: expletives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love it. And I see, hey, Peter Prissett is in the house. Hey, Peter, it's good to see you. Marsha is here. You guys, thanks for being here and thank you for sharing out the broadcast. Um, those of you guys who've downloaded this on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, thank you so much for being here as well. Or if you're on Blog Talk Radio, we appreciate you. We want you guys to check out episode 66 of He Said Red Said. Um, it's also at he said com. So you guys check things out and let us know what you think but definitely check out angus you know because you know he's he's a twin and so you you got to see so your brother's bald too like you guys shave your heads like so you guys could look the same or you guys pretending like you pull off like some kind of wig thing or something
1: marcus come here <laughs> your brother's there Yeah, I told you. He's right across the room here. Oh, you were were tidying up before we got started. Oh. My brother's moving to Nashville, or at least he's exploring the opportunity to to, Uh um, possibly move here. So he spent the summer with us. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you can hear me, but... Um, I, I would have you get introduced to Marcus. Okay. See, Yes, we absolutely have a bald head and beard. His beard is much more refined than mine because he's far more hipster. So he actually gets his groomed and uh, he had his receding hairline far longer than I did <laughs> um, because he uh, stole my look a few years ago, I like to say.
0: Right. And, that-
1: um uh, I, I see a little sign in our window here saying, "Who's younger? I am the oldest. I'm seven minutes older than my brother. Mm, uh, so, you know, probably let it makes him... you
0: heir to the throne. Then
1: I don't know what throne it's airing, but well, yeah, you know, it's just
0: could be the porcelain throne. Could be, you know, I
1: don't know, but it's a throne. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever
0: it is, if there is one, you know, then you you own it. It's yours.
1: I, I'm all about that porcelain throne. I, I like right. to. That's where I catch up on my social media is on the porcelain throne to my legs go numb.
0: We're super excited to hear that, just <laughs> so you know, because, <laughs> you know, everybody is saying to themselves, I can't wait to find out that, you know, what, when whenever we're seeing Angus Post, we're going to know he's on the porcelain throne. And uh, Brian wants to know uh, how he changed his life. I don't know if he's talking about some stuff we're going to talk about later, or yeah. is he talking about, is he talking about Gary v? Is he talking about your brother, or is he just talking about a general? I
1: don't know how he changed Brian, you have to clarify how it changed whose life. Go on. Come on, Come on Brian.
0: On. Step it up here. Um, and you and want to know is- how
1: my life changed. I don't know um, there's, there's Probably. a story behind all that. It depends on how I know
0: you got on. a lot of stories, but we got, I don't know which ones we're going to have time for, because we're going to have to dive into some witty banter to find out if you can step up your game, how he shifted. We'll find, we'll talk about that. I think we might have to do that one on, on evict the bully in your head. Cause he's got quite a story for sure. He's got some, he's got some cray cray stuff, of, you know, selling your house, gallivanting around the world, you know, and, uh, anyway, you have an interesting yeah. story. Thanks. So we, what, what people want to know, well, first of all, we got to do a quick little sidebar and remind everybody that, um, you know, community is really important. And Angus was just telling you about he's a, he was a daddy blogger South by Southwest. That's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole, whole nother, another kind of, uh, <laughs> situation there anyway. But, uh, we want to make sure that you guys have an opportunity to ask him some questions, but being part of a community is really important. And if you guys know, I have a group called the entrepreneurial rock stars, we would love to have you as part of that Facebook group. Um, and usually we have uh, a rock star of the week that comes on and does a quick, quick little cameo. cameo. Um, Randall's, Randall's putting, putting up a, a little card there. there. If, you if you guys want to be the, the rock star of the week, week if you want, want to join the entrepreneur rock, rock stars, go, go to, uh, slash uh, biz or, or biggifitch.com slash freebies. Click, Click the button. The if button. you go, go, to go to biz, biz it'll be an opportunity to, uh, to uh, let me know a few, few interests that you might have things from the broadcast or from my live streams. If you go to biggifitch.com slash freebies, you guys can tag, uh, tag in on some free things, but join the entrepreneur rock stars. We'd love to have you As part of our group, we'd love to help you uh, to get a little cameo appearance here, maybe get some additional exposure uh, on your on your business. So anyway, as we go that, you know, what people want to know, Angus, is why do you think you got what it takes to be Mahi. Just like what, what makes you special besides your bald head? Because, you know, like me buffing it out like a genie and making three wishes, I, I don't know. Other than that, what do you think you got to bring to the table?
1: I got chutzpah. Um, there you go (laughs) um so um uh i i you know it's two things one is um uh i i think i have a really interesting perspective on life and i bring um a twist to anything that anybody ever throws me either um i go to really deep places to really understand the psychology and emotional uh intelligence behind why and uh, the motives to people whether that be in marketing whether that be in Human interactions of any sort, Um, but then the second component of that is like I can take it. I can can take your heat. Bring the red, and uh, I'm not afraid. So yeah, you can bring the fitch slap. It's not going to intimidate me. I don't. I don't bruise easy, and I don't get offended. um, And I love banter. Um, Good being a twin. um, Imagine this: one is uh, being named Angus. Uh, in central Wisconsin.
0: I was uh, going to talk the, to you about that, brother, because you one know. One of
1: the <laughs> biggest dairy-producing counties in the state when I was younger. And uh, yeah, you can imagine my second-grade playground and the abuse I, I, I had to endure. Uh, at the same time, um, my brother, Marcus, um, we had different nicknames, and some were more flattering than others <laughs> in, in our life. And uh, so there was always fungus among us, and there was anus and penis, and... Uh, <laughs> sometimes people would call me by name, but they would leave the G out and then I was just a dirty hole. So my (laughs) self-worth has to be managed according to the fact that I've had to endure and persevere all of this abuse. So I think I can handle it. Poor Angus.
0: Well, doesn't everybody feel sorry for him? Don't and cry. I it, right? Yon. I know. I'm like, Here comes
1: your so mother with those him. two little guys. Her mean mother stepped up, said to me, hi, look Sally in the face and decked her in the eye, punched her in the belly and stepped on her feet, slammed the child on hard concrete. I don't know what I think from. this. some old hip hop from late 80s. I have to say, I wasn't familiar
0: with that one, but now I'm starting to understand your childhood just a wee bit more. (laughs) There's a lot of physical, mental, and emotional abuse there with slamming people on concrete and all kinds of... Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm starting to wonder if there would have been a little thump on the head, maybe a little too hard there. I see Zef Zandon joined us. Christine Muhammad is here. Welcome, you guys. Thank you guys for sharing it out. I see Angus actually joined us. So now you know how to hit the... Do we have to hit the share? Do we show you how to hit the share button?
1: Things. I did hit the share button. Oh, it took me. I was trying to like not look like I was trying to find right. the share not button, but I, I got it now.
0: Boom. Boom. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Awesome.
1: It's a weird delay. That's what you're watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's just a weird. They're watching a delay from what we see behind the scenes, but I can still see you, brother. Remember, I got my eyes on you.
1: <laughs> that's scary. All right.
0: Right. Okay. So have you ever seen the show? I'm just curious.
1: I haven't actually, um, like, which is epic all, the, all fail, the more fun. <laughs>
0: Seriously, that's an epic no, fail.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I, I don't try to like prepare for um, the interviews that I do. I uh-huh. over prepare for interviews that I give, Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, cause here's the thing is I don't want to um, have some presupposed uh, assumption of what the interview is going to be like, because then I will try and formulate myself to fit into your box. And uh-huh. I'd rather just fall into serendipity
0: and mm-hmm.
1: allow it to flow and be more organic. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just,
0: I'm going to fall asleep with that whole organic serendipitous kind of, you know, <laughs> okay so you haven't seen the show so we can't ask you your favorite episode because that's what people want to know like what episode which part did you like what do you like so he doesn't know people he doesn't know what he's in for he has no idea what we're all about my
1: favorite is is your favorite that's
0: (laughs) (laughs) i see there's a salesman in there i can see him he's he's peeking out right now he's peeking out from behind something there he is kilroy was here (laughs) <laughs> or Ziggy. You're looking a little Ziggy-ish right there, are you?
1: <laughs> Actually remind me of do you remember that old game, um, You Don't Know Jack? Uh,
0: I know mean? the phrase I can't remember. That
1: was a great video game. If you're listening yeah. and uh, you played You Don't Know Jack. Um, type it into uh, the comments on there and let us know because that was an awesome game. Someone needs to bring that back. If, if you're not familiar with it, you've got to check that out. You don't know Jack. Do you it's hilarious. Know Jack? It's like a trivia, and the guy who led it was super sarcastic and... He was, he was harsh. He was awesome.
0: <laughs> he was harsh and awesome. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. can see your style coming there. Miss Stacy DiPolo in the house. Welcome, Stacy. We're so glad that you're here. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Stacy representing GoDaddy. She also uh, yeah. represents a lot of stuff. This She's a rock star. By the way, kudos to you. Stacy! actually rocked it. She got on stage at an event out in Denver right before Seth Godin, I believe. Wasn't it Seth? Stacey? I mean, like she had 1,500 people there and they they picked her up at the last minute and said, Hey, can you come in? And Stacey went in there and rocked the freaking house. So boom, mic drops. Stacey DiPolo, is the bomb.com. So anyway, as we go back to here, so you don't have a favorite episode, you, but we can talk about the Fitch slap for a moment. The Fitch slap right. does intimidate many guys. They're like, you know, I don't like it. Like, it's not, you know, it's not nice. Well, you know, it's got a little edge to it, but again, it is a public service. I mean, you know, it's my job to put, to li- put people back in line when they get out of line, because somebody's got to do it. Right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I can take it. You know, here's here's the thing. Like, some dudes do kind of shy away from strong women. Um, my wife, she's Miss Overachiever. She's got two master's degrees. Um, she is kind of a take no crap kind of person. She tells it like it is. Um, I find that just drop dead sexy. And I think there's enough foo foo in the world and enough like politically correctness junk that keeps people from just really addressing things for what they are. Right? And as such our relationship has become so much stronger because if I'm like trying to make excuses for this that and the other my wife can say that's so not true you're totally full of crap right now and I'm like yeah I am you're right. Okay. Let's back up and let me tell you how I really feel. Um, and <laughs> it's let me created be Right. And it's created just an incredible uh, intimacy and strength and bond in our relationship. Um, And just in general, I think that our world needs stronger people in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And if women can lead that charge, um, I think it'll inspire lots. Uh, I
0: I think that's good. I think you're right. I think a lot of there's a lot. It's not just women, though. I think that they're first of all, I guess we can, can kind of dive into this because it's I think it's part of addressing where things are is that there is a lot of men out there that not only that are intimidated by strong women, but they are that they peacock like they're so insecure that they try and pretend they're all that in a bag of chips and other people see them as, Oh my gosh, they're so strong, but they're not right. I mean, I think you're, you're a pretty confident guy. So it's, you know, you, you don't, I haven't seen you do too much peacocking. So if you do, I'll definitely bat you around, but it's like, just be who you are, right? I mean, you talk about being authentic. Just be who you are. If people don't like you, then they're not part of your tribe. Just move on. We don't have to change for them.
1: But you know, that's the, that's, it's, it's such a, a quandary. No, it's a paradox, right? So, our world, our, particularly our American nation, Um, If you look into the United States now, once you get global, it it doesn't necessarily translate. But we have this thing where uh, if people show strength, if people show personality, if they show gregariousness, if they show some kind of the peacock, Mm -hmm. um, then that means that they are powerful, that they are uh, leaders, that they are, you know, whatever. And I always say this, that you should never confuse popularity with influence.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: our community, our world, and in, in particularly in the U.S., we we have have bought the lie that popularity breeds some kind of um, of, of vetting. So now, because you're a celebrity, because you're uh, this famous athlete, because you're a famous politician, that your opinion counts for something. <laughs> Many times, those opinions are crap, and right. they're based in insecurity. They're based in um, political politicizing and politicking your way up some kind of a totem pole. So it's all about ambition, right? but it's not about character. Sure. It's all about, um, uh, position, but it's not about true power. Um, true power to me is something where you can be in quiet confidence and people are so intrigued to be about you and what you're doing and want to learn more. And that's far more potent mm-hmm. than someone who's, bah! like that guy that girl no thanks they're about themselves i'd rather someone who engages i'd rather someone who um in their own humility can be connected and i'd rather someone who has some dings has some flaws right imperfections because that person that shows that they've run the race
0: I agree with that. But I mean, I totally agree. I do recognize though, because of the shift, there are a lot of people that their popularity becomes influence, even though nobody should be listening. I mean, it's like, it turns into, you know, the, the, it it just turns into wildfire and you're trying and and you look, I mean, you know, I'm not going to pick on the Kardashians, but people use them as an example all the time. It's like, You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they um, have um, come up through this, you know, this really, they really came through a circumstance that delivered this incredible value. They created some circumstances that then created this, that created that, and they have this huge following. And so they actually do have influence. It's The thing is, is that where it should be capped out, it's not because the society is now decided that people that have a lot of followers are worth following and they kind of run around like puppy dogs. And again, I'm not trying to insult the Kardashians or anyone that's following them. I'm just saying that, you know, there is, there is a a bit of a, you know, people, especially in the social media space that start following people that people are following, even if they don't, aren't really interested in what they got to say.
1: And so, so really, really fascinating observation um, is this like, I don't want their audience. Mm -hmm. Like the people who follow their Kardashians, I know for a fact are not going to be interested in me.
0: Right. And
1: the things that they hold in their value set, the thing that they find importance in life, it's never going to resonate with me and my value set. So rather than me being jealous or envious or, you know, in any way wanting to, you know, harness that, forget it. I I'm so comfortable in my skin that I know that there's an audience out there for my voice and for the way that I have my values and the way that I live my life. And that's where I think few people have really kind of honed in. If you're going to build an authentic audience, you cannot be worried about what people on the left and on the right are doing. I completely Who are the agree. the people that resonate Sorry. with you? And I with totally them?
0: agree. But our conversation, what we're talking about is people that are really have influence. And the fact is that people, like you said, we were talking about people who peacock and pretend that they've got, you know, they got this, they got information that they don't have. I mean, we experience some of the people here know, um, (laughs) Brian Kramer says, go Kardashians. I choose them. So he's chose, you know, like Pikachu, he's now, he's now a Kardashian follower, (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Stacey DePolo says, I'm so much more fun to follow than the Kardashians. So I truly appreciate you guys and and what you're saying. But I, like I said, I feel like people get duped by numbers. I don't care. I never, I'm, I'm an organic growth person. Like, Share this content out. If people like me, they like me. I always said you're gonna love me or hate me. Like people there there's not too many people that ride the fence on me and go, Hey, yeah. I don't know, Vicky, we just can't decide. They're like either yes or no. Like yeah. I'm in or I'm out. Yeah. So I believe in that, but I I do feel Brian <laughs> says fake is the new cool. <laughs>
1: I love Brian.
0: <laughs> right, I know. Yeah. I just love that guy. As a matter of fact, we should send him the link and have him pop on later. But I don't know if Randall can do that. since I'm throwing him at last minute. But you know, I find that is so sad in the social media space. Yeah. I really do, because you know, I I met this kid not too long ago um, that was trying to do some work with my husband, and he and I won't say the person's name I'm trying to figure out, well, you're going to probably figure it out anyway, if you guys are in the social media space at all, but there's a gentleman, a specific gentleman that, that, parades around and large houses and lots of cars and you know strutting and stuff and this kid has no idea what he's doing but bought this big course and doing this coaching and he has no idea what he's doing the coaching for he doesn't have a business he doesn't have and and he's being trained to do something he has no idea but he's just following he's following and i said to him what do you love i mean what do you mm-hmm. well do you love this no then why are you doing because yeah. you can make a lot of money. People typically make a lot of money in things that they love. I mean, you know, or if they're shysters, they, they tend to make money anyway because they don't care. They're they, yeah. What they love is the con. They love the game. They love the what they're getting yeah. out of it, not yeah. that they're providing value. So I just think it makes me a little bit sad for them that that the insecurities of the world follow around people like puppies without yeah. having some real... You know, content or context to what they're even following. Like I said, this kid, he's like 27 years old. He's clueless as to what he bought and what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, he's completely clueless. I'm asking these questions and trying to help him out. And because my husband said, honey, I need you to do a consult with this guy and help. I'm like, and I ask him all these questions and thinking, you're lost. You know, you're well, but so and so, this guy, you know, he's got a Ferrari and he's got a Lamborghini. He's got this and he says to do this. And I said, well, would you buy from that? And he goes, no. I said, then, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know,
0: what are you thinking? So, you know, what do you think about that, about the way people follow, blindly follow other people that are, you know, representing a message that's not, really, that's not authentic, but they're buying it?
1: It's, so it's, it's such a, um, you know, here again, I can't, spend my life worrying about why other people do what they do and why they're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't put my energies in that capacity. I focus on how do I do what I do and do it better. Um, I look at, you know, young people like this, I have a 22 year old daughter and you know, there are some days where I shake my head and I'm like, dear God, what have I done? And then there's (laughs) others days where, um, you know, I've been trying to tell my daughter to drop out of college for the last three semesters. And this last semester, she finally did. So she didn't go to school this last spring semester. Um, And it was a result of me actually getting her into an internship uh, last summer, where she was studying marketing, social, you know, business marketing. And all the things she was learning in her college are things that are like two years old, right? <laughs> the university system doesn't have the capacity right. to bring about any kind of, you know, curriculum that keeps up with where the speed right. of everything. I mean, and in two years, like understand this in two years, like Uber went global, right? In two years, you know, the sharing economy raised over $50 billion in two mm-hmm. years. That's like four different revisions of an iPhone.
0: Right, <laughs> years, right, that's what you want to put in perspective, right? For iPhone revisions. right I mean,
1: if you really think about how the world is changing and transforming, like what happens is that some of the successes, some of the wins, people see their quick success and think that that's reality. And right. it's, is this a family show?
0: Yes, okay, so
1: it's <laughs> beef, right. Um, and yet, on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are are gutting it out, who are going through what Seth Godin calls the dip. You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Seth Godin talked about having just a thousand people who love what you do and love what you're about, and you can make a living. Mm-hmm. And yet, we get so tainted into thinking we got to have thousands and millions. That we missed the massive opportunity we have of just focusing on this small audience. Mm-hmm. So for my daughter, it was a matter of her having an experience. Mm-hmm. So she went to work for this internship, got to learn how to do Facebook marketing, learned what pixel tracking was, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Filled in all the gaps of things that she had no idea, but you know, had learned some some kind of you know early predecessors who went back to college her fall semester. Mm-hmm. And she's like, dad, my, my professor doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Right. I'm like, see, yeah. unless you're going to one of these schools, that's either bringing outside, you know, influence, or right. has a lot of money to, you know, turn the tables faster. Right. You're really wasting your money. So now my daughter is heading up, she works for a hotel. She's heading up all their sales and marketing. She's doing this, the, the, you know, the actual act of marketing, mm-hmm. she's learning the space of tourism, and the space of hospitality. And I said, with those three things, marketing, or four things, marketing, sales, hospitality, and whatever the last one was, tourism, I'm like, you can actually build a career out of that.
0: Sure, absolutely. I mean, and
1: you're not going all that debt. Yeah. And well, for her, it was she thought that by going to school, that would be the launch pad for her to be these people that right. we we're talking about. Right. And when the rubber hit the road, she said, maybe I should just start with actually getting good at what I'm doing. Right. I'm like, aha.
0: It's very true. My son decided that he was going to do a second. He's a, he's a junior in college in uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. And he decided he was going to do a second major. He's majoring in business Mm -hmm. finance. He's like, mom, I'm going to go into a marketing major. Well, his school had asked me to teach a class on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and and try and help them. And I said to him, Zach, why don't you just, work with me over the summary. I don't think you, yeah. I, but the stuff that they're teaching you, yeah. they're so outdated. Yeah. It's, and I they're probably about six years ago yeah. <laughs> and a professor here locally told, he asked me for help. I'm talking to him. He said, I, they, they hired me as the professor of social media. Because mm-hmm. I'm the only one that knew how to use the Facebook. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if that's the bar we're setting, there's some serious, you know, what people are coming out of college with. Yeah. And like you said, unless they're really investing money and really trying to build a program or hiring yeah. outside sources and saying, hey, you know, tell us how, you know, what are, you know, how do the algorithms work? That's what they yeah. don't do not and so it's, it becomes totally pointless. So I, I totally agree.
1: And, you know, here's the symmetry, too, uh, amongst what we're talking about. So you have the power of social media. You have the power of influence and, and 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 popularity, you know, whatever that fits in that category. And then let's throw into the blender all of the comparison that happens when we jump onto our stream and we sp- sit there with our thumb just flicking through the Facebook feed and, again, comparing ourselves amongst ourselves of saying, oh, well, Julie looks really happy and Sam. Oh my gosh, he must be like, Oh my gosh, look at that vacation they're on. Oh, damn, this, this Jimbo man, he's always on vacation. Like we start comparing everybody's highlight reel to our everyday existence and we think that we're less than. And so now that breeds more of that insecurity, it breeds more of that you know, feeling of lack. And as a result, we try to strive to compensate and cope with even more of the same. Now those personalities or you know the the expenditures just go to crazy heights because people are trying to fill something that cannot be filled with all of this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And our current political and and you know at risk of being, you know, you know, controversial. But it only makes sense that what we're talking about right now is why we have the presidential leadership that we have, is because people have so f- gone to such a far end of the spectrum of popularity and seeing that as some kind of an icon that now we're all scratching our heads like maybe 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 we should rethink this this is probably not the best call
0: well I don't know that um you know, I think that that Trump definitely got elected from social media. I mean, honestly, that was the play. I mean, that just like I think Obama used social media in a very effective way. And I think that we're as we look at this and find out what is happening, people that don't understand the power of social media don't understand what's really happening in the world. Yeah. And they are, they get, they get left behind. They get, it becomes a little bit clueless. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that we bring to the marketplace is saying, Hey, I'm totally, I'm all, I'm authentic. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm right here. This is me. is who I am. Love me, hate me, whatever, make your choice. It's okay. If you, I would say on my live streams, you know, if you don't, if you don't like me, hit that magic X at the top and poof, I disappear. I'm gone. Right. You yeah. just don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah. So as we're talking about that for a minute, let's ask you for a minute. Do you, are you, do you do any live streaming Angus or besides this right here that we're doing, you know, we're pushing this through to Facebook live?
1: I do. Um, and I actually have plans to do more of it. Um, when I do live streaming, it's more of a motivational thing. Like I'll, it's, it's spontaneous. So I'll be somewhere and something will, you know, come across my mind. Um, I tried something different actually. Uh, I was just in Chattanooga and I went to go shoot a video Mm-hmm. And, uh, my wife said, why don't you try to do something in Instagram using mm-hmm. the Instagram, um, a story mm-hmm. because when I do my stream, I just do it live. I just, I turn on and, you know, three, four, five minutes later, I turn it off or whatever. And I'm doing my little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife challenged me to make it really succinct. Say, what are the points? And then just hit that because obviously you can edit, you know, you can delete it and then, you know, reshoot it, blah, blah, blah that was so much harder for me. I'm used to being spontaneous and off the hip and, you know, it doesn't come up perfect. It may have Mm -hmm. a little ums and ahs in it whatever, but, you know, but at the same time, like that little challenge to me, uh, doing the Instagram, you know, uh, not, I didn't do live, but I just did the Instagram story. Um, Mm -hmm. and then posted that, um, or excuse me, saved it. Uh, now I'm going to post it um, up on Facebook probably sometime this week. Mm -hmm. That was a really different experience from live when i'm doing my little motivational and then afterwards i have the interaction so this little feed mechanism gives you that feedback loop and people can respond ask questions and take you deeper it's a very Mm -hmm. different experience than just a what traditionally is just a broadcast right sure and you never actually get that engagement i love having the live Mm -hmm. because it's such a different world so even what we're doing right now and you peek down and you see brian kramer saying (laughs) angus should be a professor there you go so uh, (laughs) so whatever that's really awesome thanks brian um i just well
0: michelle uh, michael cluck came cluck i think came in and said hi there dr nelson and then brian said you need to be professor so i don't know what the story behind that is but uh
1: Hi, Michael. Uh, I know Michael Clark from high school. That goes back. That might the be The lumberjacks. Up.
0: Yes. Whoop, whoop. All right. Let's not be bringing in your high school because I'm going to have to bring out the vaqueros and we're going to have to take you down. So just saying. <laughs> well, really quick, what we're going to do, those of you guys, thank you so much for, for uh, if you guys have downloaded this on iTunes or Stitcher or Blog Talk Radio, we really appreciate you being here. I encourage you to go check out episode 66 of He Said, Red Said with Mr. Angus Nelson. Again, you can go to vickifitch.com on the Vickifitch Live tab. We'll have it. Up on YouTube. You can see it at he said red said.com. And you can also see it here on my Facebook page at facebook.com/slash VickyFitch1. So hopefully you guys will tune in for that. Um, we do have a, a message really quick from one of our sponsors. You guys know we're talking about live streaming. Um, my iPad was giving me issues today, that's why I did not dual stream on both Facebook Live and Periscope. I'm trying to figure this out. I might have to get a new iPad, but I do use the TW broadcaster from Archon Mounts. Um, I also that the big one that you guys can see on the screen, the Uh, I use that. I have that in my purse all the time. I live stream from everywhere I go. So I want you guys to know that you guys should definitely go to Archon.com and pick up some gear. You can also use the code FitchSlap for 20% off. Uh, if you want to see exactly which units I use, you can also go to vickifitch.com resources, and you can scroll through and check out some of the items I use, including the light ring, um, uh, you know, and the shutter our little shutter. I forgot the name of it. Sorry, Aaron, but uh, <laughs> the little shutter thing so we can take pictures without actually having to put our fingers out there and touch the phone. So Is that the little so clicker much. thing? Yeah, the clicker, right? It's called yeah. Sonic Shutter. Thank you. There it is. Sonic Shutter. It's a it's a great little tool so we can take pictures without uh, being so close. I can put it on the mount, come over here. I can start doing some modeling. Woof whoop. You know I think <laughs> I have one of those in here. Do you? Look yeah. okay. out. It better be an Archon one, or we don't want to see it. It better oh, okay. be Archon. I
1: don't, I don't think it's Archon.
0: Yeah, that's not. Put it down. Put it down. Do not let them see
1: that. Remote <laughs> Shutter, is that what it's called?
0: Sonic Shutter. It's blue. Put that down, Angus. Down, boy
1: you're gonna I have make a, my sponsors I an, mad i have an inferior product
0: that's right don't make my sponsors mad you want to be my new he and then you start pulling I, out i thought i was gonna products. be your hero
1: now i'm your zero
0: <laughs> at least you got that at least you said it and i didn't <laughs> Oh my gosh! Let's Does see. that mean
1: I fish slap myself? Yeah. Well, it means know. that I'm know.
0: trying to be nice to you, but you are you're digging yourself a hole. Stacey DiPolo said she just got her Archon mounts and her uh, Sonic Shutter. They rock. Wait till you see how I use this stuff. Uh, and she says hi to you, Brian Kramer. So I I love see. I love it when the audience knows each other and they connect. And you know, it's just like I said, it's a big old happy family we got going on here. All right. So as we go into that, so we know that you live stream. And so let's talk a little bit of business, right? You know, I always say people wonder what, what in the world that they need, you know, why do we need this, why that you actually have spoken for NASA, the U S missile defense company corporation, I mean, I S I don't know what it was, but U S missile defense, like you're actually yeah. talking to the military, yeah. you're Coca-Cola, Walmart, South by Southwest is a whole new thing. And then you were a model for JC crew. So let's just talk about that whole little cluster of, of information and why why don't you tell us how some of those things came about and why, uh, what you were speaking at for NASA and the uh, and missile department?
1: Um, oh my gosh, that was, you're going through ton of stuff. Okay, so um, J. Crew, I'll start there real quick. Uh, 1996 Christmas catalog. My brother and I were living up in Sun Valley, Idaho. The twins did their little shtick, we got in line with about 700 other people to audition. They were shooting uh, up in Sun Valley, Idaho, where we were working. We had a day off. I worked on the ski hill, so I was wearing my snowboard pants and a flannel shirt, my brother the same, and all these other people were lined up looking like Crew models. And so when we went into the audition, we went in just as is, and we just broke into kind of song and dance and started making them laugh and entertaining them. They said, oh, we love these guys. And then they kept drinking coffee at the coffee shop my brother worked at, and Basically, they said, all right, we want you guys to to come be a part. So we got the opportunity to be a part of the shoot. We did some stuff with uh, Muriel Hemingway, um, was also in the shoot with us. Um, so yeah, that was my uh, 15 minutes of fame. And then when I moved back into the Midwest, I worked for um, um, Stewart Elite out of Chicago and did some other modeling too. Um, so that was back before I was follically challenged. <laughs> um, and uh, so let me flash forward. So uh, uh, NASA um, Space and Rocket Center uh, down in Huntsville, Alabama, which most people don't know, but that's where all of our rocket science tree that got us to the moon came from. In addition to the movie that just came out most recently uh, with the, the ladies doing all the computations. Um, I forgot what the name of the movie is. It just totally skipped me. But that was Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and then, of course, Missile Defense Agency was uh, part of all that. Everything that I do that I found out um, my sweet spot is people. Mm-hmm. I have people powers, and so i I did uh, the Basically, the intro courses for all of the new recruits for Missile Defense Agency, I wrote a curriculum uh, with a, a couple other colleagues uh, to basically bring them into, A, understanding what they were a part of as the Missile Defense Agency and what their responsibilities were. In addition, also what it was to be in Huntsville, Alabama and the legacy that they were a part of and the team that they were going to join. So we're basically creating culture. Uh, right from the get-go with boots on the ground, and we spent an all, a whole day of, um, of training uh, their new students, so we basically built the whole program for them. Uh, NASA, same thing. Um, some new recruits uh, in terms of like Huntsville leadership. Every city's got a leadership group of some sort, um, and at Huntsville, they had a really – it's been around, I don't know, like 20 years um, – and so I was a part of that as well. So all of that were components with that. Then I started working with crowd companies, um, which was an agent, excuse me, an association for large brands, um, Fortune 1000 brands um, that hosted us at a number of different uh, places. They'd have us come in and share about everything from the sharing economy to autonomous vehicles and cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin to uh, artificial intelligence and uh, cognitive. All those different components of, the disruptive nature of our current world. We educated them in that space and do research in this space. And so that gives us opportunity to speak into their lives about what does it look like for innovation And me? Again, I'm the people guy. So I take a look at it. What does it look like to fail? What does it look like to um, have the courage to um, push the envelope? And what does it look like to connect and be transparent and open to say, I'm afraid to pull the trigger on this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, So there are all different components of uh, the quick nutshell of where I've been able to kind of use my superpowers.
0: Gotcha. So it's all about people, which, again, I think that's a a critical part. And then, you know, as I was reading some of the stuff about you, it talks about, you know, your mom's from New Zealand. Your mom, excuse me, your mom's from New Zealand, your dad's from Texas, and then you guys went to Wisconsin. So, like what 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 <laughs> like yeah. why did you happen in, in Wisconsin and then why in the world did they name you Angus I mean like after a, like way before the Angus beef came out you know they just yeah. decided they're gonna call you Angus so I just gotta know
1: what's we'll um you're asking like, you, okay, hold know, on. Let, let me connect the dots. Did you notice how I connected all the dots of things? I
0: did. did see, them? that's where we This is a test, dude. We're trying to see if you can all pull right. it together. If you know how to, you know, we're, we're te- you're testing.
1: This is um, okay, it. so so my dad uh, worked for an oil company, mm-hmm. um, and so they're doing research out in Indonesian Sea. I bless. Uh, I believe it was or something like uh-huh. that nature. My mom was a flight attendant. And Aww. they met on a plane and, and he would see her um on a couple different flights. And one night they all went out to dinner. Uh my mom was with a boyfriend and my dad uh slid a little matchbook across the table and said to everybody, Hey, I wanna get everybody's, you know, phone number so I can keep up, blah blah blah. And he was really after my mom. And, um, <laughs> I love uh, it. So anyway, the Daddy American- got some game. So the Yankee uh, made the moves and uh, scooped up the flight attendant. And uh, so they lived for, a, I don't know, a year and a half or so in Darwin, Australia for a while. And then the oil company wanted to send him off to uh, uh, the Middle East. And he was like, oh, hells no. <laughs> and you know, gonna... <laughs> and uh, so they went back to uh, Texas and my dad took his skills in engineering and and oil stuff, and got into um, uh, welding. Uh, well, not as a welding, but the, the, the design of, um, of metalwork for uh, kitchen hoods is kind of awesome. how it started, and fans, uh, things, and all these things that go on buildings. Well, one of the companies was a company called Greenheck, um was up in uh, wisconsin they offered him just this great job and he couldn't refuse so he went up to wisconsin i was maybe i think we were four my brother and i at the time and so we moved up to wisconsin and my dad uh, got to be a part of building their whole kitchen hood would now green hack their kitchen hoods are kind of the top of the line globally um and so, yeah, that's what took us up to Wisconsin. Now, where my name came from, mm-hmm. let me back up in that story. From Australia, coming to Texas, my parents took a delayed uh, honeymoon in Acapulco. My mother thought that that was, you know, some water that she drank, and that was causing her to be a little discomforted. <laughs> it turns out that she was pregnant, so wow. we're pretty convinced my brother and I were conceived in Acapulco, and gotcha. uh, born in Houston, Texas. Uh, our doctor, who was also a twin, we were born on his birthday. Oh, my God. Um, and so out, I came first, as we established uh, before we got started in all of this. Um, and uh, the doctor had sworn that my mom was having one child. And because of all the different you know, elements of the pregnancy, it was probably going to be a girl. So they picked out one name. It was Mary Rachel. And instead, the first one that comes out is a boy. And uh, they're cleaning my mom up and everything. And, and one of the nurses says, hey, doc, we got another one. And so my brother came out. He was an upside down breech baby. And... Uh, Problem a child up. right from the start. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty convinced of that. Um, lesser species. Uh, yeah. So then my dad was actually out in the waiting room so this is back in the day when you know they weren't as involved so the nurse got my dad and instead of saying congratulations mr nelson you have a boy or you have a girl it was mr nelson could you come with me please she wanted it to be a surprise so he walks in there's my mom upright smiling my dad's thinking something's wrong they turn him there's one incubator with my brother and i Head to toe, with one blanket over the top, he thought we were Siamese twins. He backed up against the wall and slid down and totally fainted. Oh So that gosh. was our intro into the world. Wow. And my mom said, "Oh, I totally want to name um, the baby the first boy um, after my uh, her dad's best friend was a guy named Angus. My mom is part of the McDougall clan with one L straight from Scotland. That's and cool. uh, so I got named Angus and uh, my brother was a Baby B for three days because my dad was uh, tasked with the responsibility of naming him. And my dad's like, what in the heck goes with Angus? He's an American. He's like, I guess it's not an american name. So he's like Othello and Maximilius and all these weird, crazy names. And the the doctor finally said, you know, you have to come up with a name. You can't take the babies home without a name. So my dad says, okay, let me go for a drive. I'll come back with a name. So he hops in the car. He's pulling out of the hospital parking lot. And the car in front of him has this uh, Marcus Smith Buick on the back of the car and he said that's it marcus so he came back to the hospital and it's angus and marcus and that's how it all started
0: okay that is a hilarious story (laughs) that is like hilarious
1: so four years later four years (laughs) later my younger brother is being born and same hospital and they're checking my mom in and And they
0: saw Crayola on the box and called (laughs) him
1: my mom says my mom says to the nurse um I don't want any surprises no matter what happens you just tell my husband exactly what's happening and the nurse went on to say well you know there was this lady that came in and she had these twins and we didn't tell the husband and he ended up fainting and my mom's like yeah that was me Oh so she goodness. was legend in the hospital. And so when my little brother was born, he was born to great fanfare amongst all of the nursing staff.
0: Isn't that hilarious? So is your brother the favorite then?
1: Uh, which one? I don't know. Yeah, the one that were?
0: was the fanfare, the fanfare child.
1: Well, He's the baby. So yeah. Well, is
0: he the one that's six, eight? Don't you have a brother yeah. that's six foot eight? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, he's my tall. younger He's my younger brother. He's not uh-huh. my little brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's six foot eight. He's, he's, How tall are you? Six, three. No, I'm, not. I'm six one. <laughs> I wish I was six three. <laughs>
0: Isn't that such I got ad, ripped though? off. I, they're my, always I... adding on inches. Always. It's just like a guy thing. Let me add a couple inches here, a couple inches there. You, you said know. this
1: was a PG show. Come oh, on, you're, the,
0: you're gutter boy, not me. You know? Are you telling me that when you were play? Did you ever play football, basketball yeah, I've, I've, in no, the program? Was your right yeah. height there? No, it wasn't. No, always, Everybody fudged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and especially because I, I think I was like 143 pounds soaking wet. So all stats, you know, they like 180. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm six foot. Okay. My Go brother on. is five ten my brother insists he's six foot all the time i said that makes me six two steve i'm sorry that you're five ten you're just gonna have to accept it and move forward but he Uh, insists he's six foot tall
1: which that's awesome he
0: knows that he's not but he got convinced because he put it in the program so many times for football that he's six foot tall (laughs) so you know it's a guy thing They, they just can't quite deal like it's a little like they can't quite deal with it it's you know we understand though. We as women, I try and shrink down when I'm with them sometimes.
1: <laughs> so do you do um like when you were growing up, did that kind of bother you? Like being so tall? Did you slouch a little bit or anything when you were growing up? Oh no. Shoulders yeah, my,
0: back, head up. Mm, yeah. This is me. I owned it.
1: <laughs> yeah. My 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 younger brother, like he he would always like kind of like slouch over and, and even when he like walks into a door i mean he's gonna nail he his head into
0: door, literally day,
1: you <laughs> know? so he's always ducking and stuff and so he's always kind of like trying to i don't know it's kind of a little bit yeah stays a little bit lower than he probably should you know
0: yeah a little slouch going on mm-hmm. Well, we were just on a cruise ship we just got back from taking the kids on a, a cruise <coughs> to uh to um Ensenada for my mm-hmm. my one son's turning twenty one and my other one is uh fifteen. And hey Patrick Vanderbilt in the house and Jay Garrett. Thanks guys for being here. Um that uh and and Zach was saying, you know, he 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 felt like he almost needed to duck through some of the doorways. He's like six three, six four. Yeah. So I'm thinking your your brother would definitely be having to like, you know, dodge the doorways and stuff like that. So amazing, you know, amazing how we adapt, right? With yeah. uh, whatever height we have. Whether we're screening to try and get a couple more inches or we're you know kind of a there there goes angus he's trying to make sure Well, uh, for those of you guys, again, that are watching here on iTunes and Stitcher or listening through those uh, or blog talk, we appreciate you. I hope you will check out episode 66 of He Said, Red Said. Again, you can watch it uh, at VickyFitch.com on HeSaidRedSaid.com, Facebook. We'll have it on YouTube. We'll, we'll paste it all over the place and make it easy for you to check this out and watch Angus as he tries to power position, get a little taller. He decides to pull up the 6'3 going on. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we also want to uh, remind people, you know, we're talking about New Zealand as moms from New Zealand. I actually am speaking at the social media conference in New Zealand in September. I'm really looking forward to that. So if you guys haven't got your tickets yet, um, we do have a special code that actually can save you some money. You guys can, um, message me cause I don't think we have it on this. Um, I don't think we have it on this slide cause we just got it, but you can go to dot. I think it's .co.nz, but message me, um, info at vickyfitch.com. I will get that code to you guys. I would love for you guys to, um, be there. Yeah. Socialmediaconference.co.nz Thanks, Stacey, um, that you guys can get your ticket, but definitely message me so I can get you that code. I don't remember what it is right off the top of my head, but I do appreciate you guys. I know Marsha is uh, coming to New Zealand to see me there. So I'm excited about that. And those of you guys that are my Kiwi fans and my Aussie fans, I hope you guys will definitely head on over there and check it out. It's going to be an amazing event. And I'm going to teach you guys how to dual stream, um, and how to actually convert that into cash. Cause that's what we all want, right? We don't want a hobby. We want a business. Um, so as we talk about that too, you know, we're, you know, we, I was reading, some of your stuff. And, you know, you have a pretty unique story, you know, Angus, most people don't just sell off their house and decide to travel for a year. Like I I'm okay. reading part of your blog of those crazy Nelsons. you guys lived out of a suitcase 30 days at a time in different locations. I have to tell you, your wife must be a saint because I have a, you know, a 4,200 square foot house with a four car garage and four sheds. on I can't even imagine where my stuff would go. Like, right. You know, I can't imagine living out of one suitcase. I travel a lot and I definitely don't travel light. So (laughs) I'd love to hear the story of how that ended up, you know, how, what the heck, what the what, what were you thinking? What happened?
1: Um, So we were working for uh, crowd companies and you know, all of that is about, you know, basically engaging in, um, you know, the sharing economy, et cetera. And, uh, as we were kind of doing research in this space, starting to see that there were so many tools and resources that were available. And in addition, we had had our house on the market because we were living in Huntsville, Alabama, and I wanted to move. I wanted to go and, you know, have an adventure. And and this was something that both of us had, had agreed that when our oldest daughter had got out of high school, you know, we'd move to the next city, whatever that city was going to be. And, um, so, uh, the house was on the market. It wasn't budging, um, Again, the, the, the timing of it was still kind of the back end of, uh, of recovery on the e- economy. Um, and the day we decided um, we were going to take it off the market, the very next morning, um, somebody made an offer on the house. And my wife and I looked at each other and were like, well, that's really weird. Um, so we, um, we, 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 Kind of said, hey, you know, what if we sold the house and um, we could go spend the summer with my parents up in Wisconsin? Uh, Because the summers up there are beautiful. Let's just, you know, take a a couple months there before we decide where we're going to go. No problem. So I went off to a co-working spot to go do what I do. And I come home that evening. My wife had done all this research and said, why should we stop there? What if, and she started painting the picture. We've got Airbnbs, we got VRBOs. If you buy them at a month at a time, you get a discounted rate. We sell our house, we have no more mortgage. What if we just trade our mortgage for memories? And we said, let's do it. And so many people get so limited. And this again is where our mindsets are set in such concrete because we think this is the way things are supposed to be done. Before we talked about popularity, we talked about fame, we talked about all those different elements. This is a completely different level of existence. Mm -hmm. Is Now we get so attached to belongings that we think our belongings are a part of us. But what happens is we actually become enchained to those belongings. And now we think that, Our value, our validation is a part of what we own, that house, that if I own a house that says something about me, that if we own, you know, a three car garage and, you know, a number of vehicles and toys, then that says something about me. And what we basically decided was we were just going to like shed all that free. And um so we sold our house we put you know a bunch of our stuff in storage everything else that we felt we didn't really need we just either sold or gave away and um uh, we spent the first month in San Diego which is a great place to start and then mm-hmm. every month we stayed like I said in an Airbnb or VRBO all the way from San Diego down to Aruba and we did exactly that we basically decided you know this is what we usually spent and so we tried to find an Airbnb that would match that mm-hmm. and um you know Everything we did was a, a an experiment, and what we found is um, our kids. We would go into a new city. We never had toys um, that we carried with us. We would always go to the thrift store and we buy new toys. So for that period of time, it was like Christmas, mm-hmm. and they had all new things to play with. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we'd go and give those things back to you know the thrift store, and we'd go to you know the next city, and they get new toys. Mm-hmm. Our kids learned how to play with things that they otherwise wouldn't play with my wife was homeschooling them in the process. Mm -hmm. She learned how to engage with our kids lives in an experiment of life being their classroom. Mm -hmm. And so she, every city we went to, they got to experience culture and language and food and museums and libraries and parks. And we basically just embraced this whole just, different way of living. And so much so that when we finally got to the end of that year, um I'm not going to lie to you, it gets kind of tiring because you're constantly trying to plan logistics,
0: right, you know, yeah. for
1: the next city. And um we got to the point where you know, we we're ready right to settle down and we'd always loved Nashville, Tennessee. And so that's where we landed, but once we got here, we said, we don't want to just stay here. Like Mm -hmm. two things. One is we want our house to be a house of hospitality. Um, and so we've always made our house available for people coming through. And it's amazing when you live in the center of the country in a city that people love to visit, how many people will actually take you up on the offer. Um, So, you know, the house is like a revolving door. Um, and then the second piece is we didn't want to just stay here. So my wife on that trip started experimenting with making asks at different attractions. And the first one that she got accepted at was uh, in um, Clearwater Beach, Florida. My kids, we had we had gone to South Florida to visit her dad, and she'd found these tickets for two thirty-five dollars each to Aruba. And we said, well, wow. what the heck? Let's do it. So we flew to Aruba, found a, a little hotel uh, thing. It was like an eight eight hotel room kind of little motel thing with a pool and an affinity pool. And, uh, it's five minutes from the beach. It was $1,800 for the entire month to live in Aruba. Wow. Nice. We didn't, we didn't realize that food was as expensive
0: as it was. Yeah. It's, it's, um, a, pricey, it's a pricey place yeah. because it's hard to get stuff in there.
1: Everything's imported, right? But. So, um, we, again, the budget thing. So we ended up eating like cold spaghetti and peanut butter and jelly and whatever, you know, for dinner every night on the beach, after mm-hmm. snorkeling and watching the sun go down and we felt like we were millionaires. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting how when you start to embrace life from being present mm-hmm. instead of being in this performance mode where we're constantly hustle, hustle, hustle to try and maintain this thing that we've built, Like we don't realize how much money we completely waste. We don't realize how much attention we put to things that we don't put onto people. We don't realize the amount of, of attachment we have to stuff. And the other aspect of it is we think, like, if I have kids, I can't really truly live my life until the kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. To which now we've learned that that's absolute baloney. And now we take our, kid on every, our kids on all of our adventures. So sure. when we went to Aruba, we saw the movie um, Dolphin Tales. Mm-hmm. And it was about this dolphin that had lost its tail in an accent and it was in Clearwater Beach. And our very next day that we were going to after Aruba was Clearwater Beach. Mm-hmm. And so my wife sent a little email to the place and said, hey, look, my kids just saw this and um, we um, would love to come and view this place. And we have this little blog we've been keeping about our trips and our, and our adventure here with those crazy Nelsons. And they said, yes. And that was the very first time that we'd even tried. And and it kind of unleashed something in my wife. Like people will actually like value my writing and my storytelling. And sure. she's a photographer as well. And that began those crazy Nelsons. So when we arrived back here in Nashville, now my wife is writing letters to the Convention and Visitors Bureau in this city and that city and this city. And then from that experience that we have, she writes these itineraries and then we sell these itineraries for 20 bucks mm-hmm. where we have vetted where to go, what to right. do, and, and uh, what you want to see while you're there, um, what you want to eat, what you, you know some of the things that are off the beaten path. Um, and we want to save you as a family the time of doing all the research, make mm-hmm. it super convenient, and get you to see that life can be lived so differently.
0: Right. Well, no, I think that's a good point is that there is, I think that, um, for those of you guys who are just tuning in, you know, a- Angus is just sharing with us about, uh, his philosophy, uh, some, uh, a style of living. They decided to do selling the house kind of going for 30 day increments and in how they did it and how they started creating a, a whole blog, a travel blog called the, those crazy Nelsons. And, uh, they have their own website. You guys can check it out at those and, um, you know, a whole philosophy. Now I don't think he's saying that everybody is tied to that because I know some of you guys I know some of my listeners you guys send this I won't call it hate mail but you definitely let us know when you believe that someone has been you know judging you he's not judging you he's giving you an idea that there are a lot of people in the world that are tied to their things that tied to stuff whether it's an emotional attachment or whether that you are looking to um you know, to secure your place in the world based on the things that you own. And he's giving you that, the freedom to say, Hey, just be authentic, be who you are, live your life. And I love what Jay wrote here. He wrote very inspiring and he used the hashtag live a great story. I think that's really great, Jay. And Beth has just said, wow. Like she heard your story and she just said, wow, that's just uh-huh. amazing, right? And Stacy said, it's like being a gypsy reinvented. So inspiring. If I didn't have a rent-controlled apartment, I'd do this in a second because I've been thinking about it.
1: So, and so I would challenge you to that rent-controlled apartment, what you can do, um, and of course you have to clear this with your landlord, is see if you can't have someone else stay there um, for the period that you go where you could take off for three months, you know, just as an experiment and just try it. Um, I have a friend of mine in Iowa that after we did our trip, uh, he and his wife, um, he actually has a podcast called slow hustle. His name is Peter Awad and, um, A W A D. And they're currently on the road right now. They bought one of those like Vanagon, you know, whatever's, you Uh know, it's all like, um, it's really nice actually the one he got is like pretty posh. Um, he runs like two or three businesses from the road and Mm -hmm. they spent a bunch of time in uh, South Florida over the winter, or excuse me, not South Florida, South South Southern California. And right now they're in Montana and
0: Mm -hmm. he's got four
1: kids and his wife and himself all traveling in this, you know, big van Mm -hmm. um, because they wanted to live life differently. And and again, to your point, it's not to say that everybody has to do this. Our point, and this is what we say with those crazy analysis is, it's not a matter of what you do. Mm-hmm. It's a matter that you do.
0: Right. It's a
1: matter that you get out and do something that makes you feel alive. It's a matter that you do something that breaks all those weird cognitive. I remember one of my professors used to say, our minds are like concrete. It's thoroughly mixed and well set.
0: <laughs> like, That's a good one. Yeah, we,
1: we think that what we're doing is our plot in life. And the reality is life is what you make it. I went through a divorce because I got locked into a a mindset where um, I was coping through pain. I started a business and the business started getting tough. And what I did was what everybody does. I started working harder. Suddenly, 60, 70, 80-hour work weeks were normal. And what happened is I started coping with that pain. It started with pornography, then to alcohol. And then that turned into me being promiscuous. And now all of a sudden, I'm cheating on my wife. I'm in these really dark places in my head and my heart, and it's affecting every area of my life. I lost the business. I lost my marriage. I lost my self-worth. Everything was destroyed. And it took me three years to kind of like put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I was reading tons of books. I was going to events. I was pounding my head with information that would change the way I thought, and what I learned is that what you hear about, you think about, you think about, you talk about what you talk about, you ultimately bring about, and that began a life of intention of me transforming the way that I saw myself. Then I met my wife uh, who's I'm married to now, and I never knew marriage could be so fun mm-hmm. because you attract the things that you are mm-hmm. and I started to realize that I deserved to be loved, that I deserved to be happy. I deserved to experience joy. And my wife, the same, she also went through a, a, what we call a practice marriage mm-hmm. and had gone through some of her own pain and trials. And so once we came together, we got super intentional to mm-hmm. create a marriage that was powerful mm-hmm. and create uh, a life that we wanted to live and we wanted to love. And it's been a series of serendipity Mm-hmm. and intention that have come together that created opportunity. Definitely. And I, I can't tell you it's all been roses. We've had, gosh, um, this last year, we, we were uh, doing another startup and this startup didn't go so great. And mm-hmm. um, we got to the period in December where um, I had maxed out all of our credit cards just trying to get this company off the ground. We had $107 left in our checking account. I was dying. Yeah. Um, I was at one of the darkest areas of my life in and amongst having a life that we were intending to live. Right, right. And I knew that I knew that I knew that if I just stayed the course, that something else would break Sure. because life I've learned is never static. It's always dynamic. And every time you have a low, it's always on the other side of a high mm-hmm. and you yes. can never give up in the midst of a difficulty in right. the, in the, in the midst of your, your stuff Mm -hmm. And what I found was just within four to five weeks later, everything changed. Mm. And I had one contract come through and another contract through and all of a sudden my bills were getting paid. And the interesting thing is, even though everything was so stark, I never missed any major bill. Mm. Praise God for that. Right? like It was divinely orchestrated in some form or fashion that things that happened were outside of my control. And perhaps those are all the elements that have now played into my psychology as well as my sense of self, Mm -hmm. that I know that it's not about me, that I know that it's not something I have to prove. I don't have to to walk into a room with something to gain and something to prove, but instead I come with something to give and something to offer. Definitely. Definitely. And that's changed Mm -hmm. the way that I interact, engage, and empower the people around me.
0: Well, and I think those are really good. We kind of we kind of approached into our, uh, like a Vicki Fitch Live or our Bully in Your Head series. We'll definitely have to go into some more depth in those. And I think we'd love to have you on Bully in Your Head where we can really dive into some of those topics that, because that's, you know, I have a new book coming out called Bully in Your Head. And that's what it's about is that we take mm-hmm. these trials and we are a product of our own environment, right? And we take these trials and we have a choice of what we do yeah. with them. We either turn bitter and angry and blame the world and turn ugly or we just we we embrace them and we give vision to other people and we continue to to develop who we are. And it's really awesome that you have come through that in a, you know, in a positive way to, you know, and to encourage other people. You also have a book, I think, about it called Love's Compass. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're delivering that value. You wrote a book about it, you know, bearing your soul, letting people know, hey, this is the authentic me, right? You love Mm -hmm. me, you hate me, whatever you can judge me, but I'm giving you inspiration. I'm giving you an opportunity to see life in a different way, in a way that says, hey, you know what? I screwed up. It wasn't good, it wasn't healthy, but the the bonus that came of it is that at least I learned who I am. I learned how and and I wrote it down so I can give you some value. So maybe you won't let the same thing happen to you. And maybe you won't make the mistake in the first place of having a practice marriage, right? Is that you'll you'll get it right the first time and understand yourself better before you, you jump into that relationship.
1: Yeah. And I I wrote that book with with two two things. One is I didn't want to give you like four poem or four points and three steps and seven ways and like all that stuff that flies off the shelf people love that stuff uh but that's not the book i wanted to write i wanted to write a story that invites you to find your story within mine Uh, in addition, not only did I write the story, but I also wrote all the lessons I learned along the way. It's super vulnerable and it's super transparency because the second reason why I wrote the book or, or philosophy I took into writing the book was that I always believe that when you show yourself vulnerable, you give others permission to do the same. Right. And which is really kind of a great way to segue back to where this all started is that too many people are trying to do things for all the wrong reasons. Right. And instead of just understanding that life is fragile and life is dynamic, Mm -hmm. and understand that my story is something that I get to own and create, and it's not something I have to perform for those around me if I'm satisfied, content, and happy with myself.
0: Right absolutely and and that's the that's what we want people to know we want people to understand they get to be themselves and and uh stacy says serendipity is what i live for it shows i am in the flow it's so hard to remember that during the dip or lull as your story uh and and your story helps it's faith that saves me every time and beth granger she just said yes with two exclamation points three exclamation points yes that's it like yes so um and i see joni is here welcome and i i understand hans freller was in the house i don't know if you're still here hans but i'm looking forward to seeing you when I come out to New Zealand, my Kiwi buddy. So I appreciate you being here and uh, for those of you again that have downloaded the podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio, we thank you for being here. We know you have lots of choices of podcasts, but we appreciate the fact that you landed here and we hope that we've entertained you. I hope you will check out episode 66 of He Said Red Said with Mr. Angus Nelson. Yes, you get to learn where his name for Angus came from um, and all the ugly things people called him along the way and how he dealt with it, (laughs) how he learned. It's like he learned to take a fish slap when he was younger, because of all the meanies in the world. And you know, now we get we get the benefit of his growth through those negative things. But the name like Vicky, I have to tell you, a lot of things rhyme with Vicky that you really don't want to deal with in junior high and high school. You know, sticky Vicky, icky Vicky, and we'll just keep on. You mm-hmm. know, you can just keep on with the rhyme. So I totally feel your pain, my friend. <laughs> I totally they feel should just pain.
1: take the G out of my name, and then
0: the, yeah, right. I hear you. <laughs> so um, we do. You you guys, so the best way for people to connect with you as or start to wrap the show up, Angus, is AngusNelson.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I know that you also have a little freebie to give them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys can go to AngusNelson.com slash He Said Red um, Said. When I went there myself, it, there wasn't a link right there. But if you wait for a few seconds, a pop-up will come up that you guys can fill in and get it. It's a networking, um, a, a book about networking. Why don't you tell them a little bit about it?
1: Sure. So I, as I said before, you know, my superpower is, is people skills. And one of the things I've I've learned is that people think that networking is such a slimy, um, ghastly thing. And we come into every interaction with this mindset that um, uh, I, you know, have to meet all the people in the room, I have to, you know, pass out my business card, and I have to, you know, do this, this and this. And we become this like The the guy (laughs) that nobody wants to be around. Um or girl, everybody. I'm just I'm from Wisconsin, so everybody's guys. Hey guys. (laughs) Um so Instead, what I did is I, I kind of reverse engineered myself. Like, what are the things that I work? And I'll give you one little tidbit that I talk about in my little ebook. And that is this people say you should always be late to the party. It's kind of like fashionably late, is what we call it. And I just think when you're going to, to a place to network, that's actually altogether the wrong thing you want to do. You want to be one of the first people there, find the host, introduce yourself, and say, can I help you with something? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can do to help? And just those words alone will open doors because, A, if they do have something for you to do, no matter what it is, say yes. I've cleaned toilets. I've, <laughs> I've stacked napkins. I, I'd like um, to
0: see that. I would like you to. Know,
1: I've, I've done it all. Um, in fact, I'll tell you this I got to meet, we're in the podcasting world. I have a podcast called Up in Your Business, and some of my fanfare or my fan. I'm a fanboy of, um, you know, um, John Lee Dumas and Entrepreneur in Fire. I cut my teeth on him and and uh, Pat Flynn. Uh, there's another guy that does uh, Mixer G, um, Andrew Warner. Um, so I'm uh, going to an event at a Podcast uh, Movement last year, and I saw that Kate Erickson, which is John Lee Dumas's girlfriend, struggling with some boxes and stuff. I said, "Can I help you with that?" Absolutely, please. And so, as we started saying, I got to move it and set up for this party. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. We ended up packing all that stuff up, getting into an Uber and driving 15, 20 minutes to get to where we had to go, go up the elevator, and then put all that stuff out. Meanwhile, I'm creating a relationship sure. with these Absolutely. people, right? So, what happens is when you introduce, introduce yourself to the host, if you can help them, they remember you. If they can't, the fact that you offered, they remember you. And this is what happened. And what will always happen is they will know who you are, see who you are, and they'll say, "Hey, do you know so and so? Come, C- C- Angus, can I can I introduce you to somebody?" Sure. And I got to meet Pat Flynn. I got to meet Andrew Warner, and now I have all these pictures. Um, in fact, uh, if you go to I, I think it was the July um, uh, expense report that um, that Pat Flynn does on his website, he always you know shares what, what his income is. Mm-hmm. He's got a picture with me in it. I'm in the wow. picture with him Woo-hoo! and John Lee. Dup- so that's one of the things that's in the ebook is showing you little tidbits of how a I walk you through the things that you need to think about before you walk in the room, two what to do while you're in the room, and three the most powerful piece is how you follow up after you leave the room. Definitely, and all of it is not about what you can take, but what you can give. How you can offer value. Be yourself, and instead of worrying about all the hundreds of people you can meet, just focus on the handful of people that you can make a difference. Definitely, so that's absolutely available to you.
0: Those are some very, very great tips. Absolutely, and we always pick a thought for the day or a quote for the day. And you gave us a great quote. It was one of your own quotes, I believe. Randall will put that up. Yeah. So when you show yourself vulnerable, you give others permission to do the same. So this is a, it's a great quote. You guys can screenshot that um, as. And is that you, Angus, or is that your brother? Like, are we are you doing a, a flip flop switch watch there for those pictures, or you know, <laughs> because that beard looks darker. <laughs>
1: That, oh, where'd you get that photo from? That's awesome. Right? Uh, um, so, that would have been, shoot, that was when I started my daddy blogging. My, my wife took that photo. That was one of her earlier photographers. Um,
0: we stock our guests. Out, so, you know, so, so, so we stock our guests so we can create some good content, some good graphics. I'm you know, we're I mean we're the bomb. That's all there is to it.
1: <laughs> and, and while you're doing that, I, I pulled up my website, like I, I see what happened here. I, I've got the writing in here, but all the graphics are gone. So I'll fix that as soon as I get off here.
0: All right. Well, you do that, but it does pop up afterwards. And and Jay is saying he loves the words. Vulnerability allows others to be vulnerable. So a lot of good stuff definitely came out of this. Um, you guys know that we have um uh well actually why don't you give them their whatever parting words that you have, anything that you want them to remember and then I can close out the show. Angus, what would you like to anything you'd like to say to the guests?
1: Well, anything that I haven't said already. I would, I guess I would add this one last bit is, you know, here's here's, you know, some of the business stuff that we haven't even gotten into um, you know, that I love to help people with is this. We're all really good at, at creating expensive hobbies. Um whether it's, you know, your artistry, your craft, um maybe it's uh, something that you've been thinking about, maybe it's something you wanted to do, I would tell you this. Do it. Just step out and ship it. Um, One of the best things you can do is iterate along the way. And most of us get so caught up in our heads thinking that things have to be perfect, that things have to be just right, that I have to get all the words, all the sales copy, all the, the, the sales funnel, all of it perfect. And I would tell you this, you will find more success just by getting stuff out and hearing the response of your audience and what they like, what they don't like, find out what their objections are, and then tweaking the system along the way. Get the thing done and out there into the world so that people can see your magic. Don't withhold the unique, amazing qualities that you are. And you have a gift. Every one of us are one in 7 billion and there was no one just like you. I may have a twin, but my brother's way funnier. Um, (laughs) I'm more charming. Uh, But both of us have a similar look. Neither of us are exactly alike. That's my encouragement to you is just be you and get your best gift out into the world. Excellent.
0: Well, you guys, I'm sure you've really enjoyed it. For those of you again, who have downloaded this from iTunes, Stitcher or blog talk radio, we appreciate you check out episode 66 with Mr. Angus Nelson. We appreciate you guys. Um, again, you can go to VickyFitch.com on the Vicki Fitch live page. You can go to Facebook.com slash Vicki one. He said, red set, or we'll also have it up on YouTube. And of course you can download it from iTunes, Stitcher or blog talk radio. Thank you guys so much for being here. We do have our next, he said, red said, um, is with Mr. Jeff Bullis. If you guys, don't know Mr. Jeff Bullis, you definitely have to tune in. He's a mega star in the social media space. He's a great guy and he thinks he could go head to head with Red. So we will see if he can you know, we'll see. It's it's hard to say. We have uh, chit chatted before, but he's next week. And we also this week have Mr. Jed Record on Vicki Fitch Live A Fresh Perspective. Super excited about that. Jed is an amazing guy. He's going to talk to us about uh, how he's blown up his Instagram account just by doing some really simple things he wasn't even trying and sharing a bunch of wisdom he's got on social media. You guys probably know that I was sick, really sick for the last three weeks. And so we did have to move Mr. Kevin Dwyer. Uh, we will let you know as soon as that evict bully in your head episode has been rescheduled. So thank you guys for your patience there. I appreciate it. Um, and many of you really quick, for those of you who are looking for the rock that stream uh, download, you guys, I was really sick. And so I, I lost my voice. I had strep throat, bronchitis and laryngitis. So I was not able to record those, um, that free three day, i mean, the three part mini course. I will try and get that done within the next week or so as I'm trying to catch up on everything, but it is coming. So you guys can go to vickyfitchcom slash biz, click on the link, and then uh, there's a, there's several things you can choose there uh, we will send it out to you right away as soon as it's finished um, if you're already on that so it'll trigger an automatic uh, send to you so again I apologize for the delay there and uh, I wanted to remind you guys here we're going to put up uh, the information for Angus you guys can take a screenshot of that and connect with him um, his fan page on Facebook he also is Angus Nelson on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn and you can go to AngusNelson.com you can also go to thosecrazynelsons.com if you want to check out his blog. Uh, again, he's been an incredible guest. And so for those of you guys who don't know me or are new to this audience, I do appreciate you being here. And I'm going to introduce myself. Guys, hello. My name is Vicki Fitch. I am a direct sales expert. I've been in the industry 20 years, top 10 sales and recruiting internationally for more than a decade. I've also built and sold four companies. I am an author, a speaker, and an international business consultant helping you get outside the 5,000 to turn your passion into your profits. I do live stream every Day typically on Facebook Live as well as Periscope at 6 p.m. Pacific. And I would love for you to be part of my audience and I'd love for you to join our entrepreneurial rock stars. So, uh, you know, check out again Vicky slash biz. You can also get a free 20 minute consultation there if you guys are interested in some business advice. And I just really do appreciate each and every one of you. And I want to remind you, like I always do, to dream it, believe it, and achieve it. Ciao.